Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussion on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime. Currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Star vs. The Forces of Evil, among others. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. Today, Michelle and I will be discussing why she made me watch this movie. I did not make you! We agreed on this together! It was a joint decision. So, to recap, or to get you caught at the speed in case you missed, uh, did we create, this, did we come up with this idea on the Total Drama podcast? I think it was. I, th- or was I think it the Girl did. Who Left Through Time? I think it was actually Girl Who Left Through Time, maybe. It was one of those back-to-back yeah, podcasts one of those. where we were yeah. here for three hours. So... <laughs> Uh, this is a weekly, this is part of a weekly movie discussion series. Michelle and I have been doing the OVA originals back together again. Michelle and I. I will make that catch on. I will make no, that catch on. No, you not Absolutely not. This is our weekly movie discussion. Uh, this week we're covering the English dub specifically of Ponyo, or Ponyo as Disney insists on calling ah! it. Um, yeah, 2008 Ghibli movie that was dubbed by Disney. And the reason this came about, we were basically told by Dylan, the head honcho, that you could do any non-Pixar Ghibli movie you wanted. All the Ghibli movies had a waiting list or like a sign-up list of who was going to be on this podcast. Ponyo came up for some reason (laughs) during Girl Who Left Through Time. For some reason, we started talking about Ponyo. And on air, I asked Dylan if there was a sign-up list. And surprisingly, no one was eager to do Ponyo. I can't imagine why. (laughs) So Michelle and I jumped on that. We found the one movie no one cared about. And we are now here. And I regret everything about this decision. Really? After seeing it, you regret I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know how to feel about this movie. Um, Michelle, you've seen it, what, twice now? At least twice. Maybe three times. Okay, before we get to your thoughts... um, you can find this podcast, you can find the Girl Who Left Through Time podcast, here are kind of the prologue to this. You can find all our podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com, or you can search Overly Animated on iTunes, Google Play, your favorite podcatcher. We're on Stitcher, and I owe Stitcher an apology. Uh, the last couple of episodes, I've been deriding Stitcher. Yeah, I've been if bashing Stitcher, it, too. Uh, thank you for your support. I'm happy to report there is no comment section on Stitcher, so please stop trying to find it if you were. Um... <laughs> Yeah, leave, leave us comments on the website, overlyanimated.com. I am now a member of Stitcher, so please don't hate me, Stitcher users, for my Stitcher comments. I've seen the error of my ways. So What did you do? I, I joined Stitcher. That's what you're apologizing Well, no, 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 no. I'm apologizing for all my anti-Stitcher comments. Oh. Or my, uh, my, uh, my ignorance as to Stitcher and its validity as a platform. It's the number one uh, non-default uh, podcast app. Like outside no of like idea. the podcast app, Stitcher's number one. That's that's pretty hmm. that's pretty neat. So uh, rock Good on job, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh so <laughs> Oh wow. So Michelle, what's yeah. your thoughts on Ponyo? Um I I mean, for whatever reason, my like my remembering of this movie was like so negative that when I actually rewatched it today, I like I liked it like way more than I thought. So maybe it has a lot to do with expectation. If you go into Ponyo yeah. and you've never seen it, you're like, this is gonna be great. And then you watch it, and you're like, oh, what? But then if you already know it's as it is and you go back, like I feel like you can enjoy it a lot more the second time. 
Yeah, I, I definitely got that feeling watching it. I'm like, if I watched this <laughs> when it first came out when I was like 11, I would have been like, either A, this is stupid, or B, <laughs> or B, oh no, I hope Ponyo's okay. And this time I'm watching it and I cared more about the mom than anybody else. Uh, mom was the most dynamic character, I think, honestly. Mm-hmm. I could feel my thoughts on the movie just so different than what they would have been when I was 11. You didn't see this when you were 11, did you? I, n- I never saw the movie. This was my first time oh, watching Oh, it's like, you're not that much younger than me. Like this. I was 11 when it came out. <gasps> oh my god! Ah! 2008, I was like 10 or 11. Oh my I'm, god. I'm giving it some slack, 2009. I remember I was like 10 or 11 when this came out. Oh, that's so weird. I was like going to go into high school. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I mean, like one thing we're probably going to talk about is like, so apparently Miyazaki like made this for his five-year-old grandchildren. So like it's it's supposed to be made with five-year-olds in mind. Yeah. And, like, the criteria of a good movie when you're five is very different than when you're an adult. So I feel like oh, yeah. that has a lot to do with the way it was put together and like the huge plot things that are kind of awkward and just like logic not being a huge it, it feels very <laughs> disjointed it, it feels mm. like three movies kind of three movies well okay it so much of it feels different like the most stories have three acts basically this mm-hmm. the acts felt so disjointed they felt like separate stories like from the beginning up to like ponyo goes back into the sea that felt like a complete story it kind of did, yeah. And then, like, the last part where um, where it's like, we have to test uh, Sosuke, that felt... That was the most arbitrary, like, why? why? Yeah. That's been, like, it's, like, if you're trying to apply logic to, like, why the parents decide to, like, put Sosuke through this, like, test of his love, it's, like, there's no reason for that. The mom could have just, like, made her human, but, like, no. Isn't he, like, five? Yeah, he is five. I think they're both supposed to be five. <sighs> Poor Sosuke. But, like, Yeah. Uh, I can't. I, I can't imagine being by him. that point of the movie. But if you're a kid, I feel like it's like you're not looking for that kind of like understanding of why they're doing this. It's just like they're doing it. Enjoy it. Look at the pretty visuals. Oh, aren't they nice? It is a pretty movie. It's a very pretty movie. I, I think I felt from the moment I saw the grinning fish in the opening scene, I'm like, well, I'm watching a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> The opening was really, really gorgeous. It's just beautiful. Like, well, like music and all the jellyfish and just like going into the ocean and like all those like animated like ocean critters, which is so awesome. It was pretty, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's underwater spirited away. I'm watching underwater spirited away. I'm literally expecting spirited away to happen at any moment. Like I was afraid I found the wrong movie. Why is it? I don't think it. I mean, the opening of. Spirit Away is very different. I mean, yes, but I mean, just the style. Okay, maybe Kiki's Delivery Service would be a better comparison. But just Mm, that kind of fantastical feel. It's just very, very similar vibes. That's fair. I mean, same same director, so. Yeah. So, your overall thought is better than you remembered. Yeah. I mean, and again, like, I think the thing to keep in mind is, like, this. So, like, it's based off of The Little Mermaid, right? So, like, it's going for a very, like, hey, we're getting simple fairy tale vibe. And I think that's, again, like, part of the reason why it's, like, if it's, like, trying to be, like, a children's book, but a movie, it did a really, really good job. Yeah. But if you're looking for, like, a, a strongly, like, narratively focused film with really complex interesting characters then Ponyo's no. not the movie for you but okay so 
that kind of answers my next question of, is it a good movie? I think for what it's trying to accomplish, it's an absolutely fantastic movie. It's just like you need to adjust your expectations accordingly to enjoy it at all, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> to enjoy it anyway well, there yeah. were parts that i enjoyed just objectively yeah and especially the voice cast which is where we're gonna get to the voice cast you enjoyed that anyone over the age of 15 i enjoyed i will say that <laughs> um our, our leads um i How think that was a time, noah and frankie i have no idea yeah yeah i want to say under so, 15 frankie jonas they weren't the actually five. I know Noah that much. Cyrus, the girl. Yep. That's like the Disney-ness seeping into the movie. It was for basically sure. yeah. It's so weird because the lead. This answers my next question. What's bad about the dub? We're just gonna roll through this. You're uh, just gonna outline roll here. through them. What's bad about the dub is Disney decided to play the um they they wanted to market as much as possible. They're kind Absolutely. of big stars, so they're like, I got an idea. Here's a movie about a little boy and a little girl. Let's we take have our folks. biggest female yeah. star's little sister and our biggest male star little brother and appeal to the, the kids that watch Miley, uh, Hannah Montana and Jonas. Let's appeal to their little sibling. We got this. And yes. it feels more like a marketing stunt than a good casting decision. It is! And this is, again, this is like my biggest problem with like a lot of dubs, especially Disney dubs for like Ghibli films, because it, it is such a marketing ploy and they're not doing it based on the merits of, are those kids good at being voice actors? No, but will having their namesake garner like a wider, like, you know, audience? Yes. Please, absolutely. So let's just like botch it up and not care. And then just, you know, make money, which, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a business, but like, man, it probably could have been a lot better than it was if you, they picked you, people you got, based on merit and not You got very passionate about that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I think Ponyo is one of the best examples of why this is like not a good practice, but it happens all the time in movies. Like there's yeah. so many animated movies in the U.S. that, that, that market based on like the really famous actors doing voice actor roles and Half the time, that's being generous, they're not that good. And okay. they're actual people who do voice acting for a living, who like are really good at their job, who aren't getting considered because they don't have that kind of But like, then you have people like Mike Myers as Shrek, you have Robin Williams as the genie, just these fame I don't think it can't be done, but I'm saying it shouldn't be like I feel like if it gets to a point where they're they're casting someone based on the fact that they're very well known and they're hoping to get money out of people wanting to yeah. see them in a movie versus them being just really good at being a voice actor for that role, I think that's when you run into trouble. And being an actor and being a voice actor is not the same thing. No. It's a different job and not everyone can do both. And I think that's kind of apparent for this movie. Yeah. Even though we're talking about kids, like um, they did their best. But, like, honestly, we probably could have done better if we'd really looked harder. Those are my general thoughts on voice acting. Yet, yet <laughs> a lot of the supporting cast is big names, and they do right? a really good job. They do! I so, mean, like, well, yeah, I like Matt Damon. Like, I can't even, like, say anything about him because, like, Lisa's husband is, like, barely in the movie. But, like, Liam Neeson did a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Tina Fey did a really good job. I think Tina Fey was my favorite. The, the thing with this voice cast. I was shocked. Like every name I read, I, I'm sitting here yeah, screaming like, at I my know roommates. Them. I know them. What the heck? What are they all doing here? And I was so, like, oh, it's Disney, of course. Liam Neeson, I think Qui Gon Jinn. 
I think Taken. I think The Grey. I think Schindler's List. I do not think G-rated Japanese Little Mermaid. King of the Goldfish. King of the Goldfish and maybe this... He's like a wizard, right? Yes, this is not how I picture Liam Neeson. What's going on with him? This Hmm? is now how I picture Liam Neeson from now on until the end of time. No, no. (laughs) This is my opinion of Liam. He did an amazing job, though. He, He did a good job. I agree. It it was it seemed way more fitting for him than like the young Jonas for Sosuke. Yeah. Especially the young Cyrus for Ponyo. Like Neeson so, sounded like that guy would you would assume sound like if he spoke English. So Neeson has a really hard time uh, keeping track of his daughters apparently in movies. Is it a, a recurring theme uh, uh, now? Between uh, Taken uh, and Ponyo. Yeah. Poor Neeson. I will. Maybe he's getting typecast. Um, Neeson, cast is the father who can't keep track of his children. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Overly Animated Podcast, where we say that Ponyo predicted Taken. Apparently Betty White even was... Yeah, was Betty White's old. one of the old women, and I'm like, <laughs> Betty like, White? When did that happen? Like, who just... Did she just call them up, be like, yo, I want in. It's got old ladies. I'm an old lady. Let's make it happen, <laughs> Disney. And it just, like, worked itself out. I don't know. I just think it's really funny. Yes. So many big names on this one. Kate Blanchett I'm... was in it too. Yeah, she was the uh, what's that character's name? The, I... Grand Mamre. I, I I was I think when she showed up, I started getting more excited. I was like, okay, she's she's so cool looking, and everyone's just kind of in awe of her whenever she's around. Yeah, yeah the the way the characters kind of interact with her, they they treat her with a lot of reverence. Hmm. I think one thing everyone talked about (laughs) the first time this movie came out is just like, how did she get with Ponyo's dad? Like, how did that happen? Like, of all the like, weird, like, it seems she can change size. The size was the question. Just like, how did they meet each other? Like, I mean, he's a wizard, she's a goddess, maybe he was doing, like, some bippity-boppity-boo, and she's like, hey, oh don't do God. this, and he's like, marry me, and she's like, okay. I don't think they're married, though, I think they just hooked up, I mean, she's kind of doing her own thing. Maybe she's, she, she's she like is just on job. business trips, and he <laughs> is being a good stay-at-home father, and Disney was trying to send home a message here. So it's like the opposite of Lisa and Koichi then, because Koichi's the one off in the sea all the time. She's the one home with Sosuke. And they wanted to build this parallel by having Goddess Goldfish Queen Girl talk with Lisa, and boom, it's so beautiful. <laughs> okay, we don't know for we don't know what's really going on. This oh. this movie. Again, its priority is not, like, making sense and giving us a bunch of backstory to make us more invested in these characters. It's just like, this is what's happening. Like, take it or leave it. That's all, you know? Yeah. Which I guess is fine. I mean, it doesn't need to explain everything. It just needs to be entertaining. Yeah. And if you don't think about it, the logic too hard, it is entertaining. It's something. I mean, oh, I did have fun with it. I'll admit. It was a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, I did too. There are a lot of really good moments. So, we we agree that most of the voice cast is fine. Tina Fey is excellent. Yeah, Tina Fey is like she does such a again. I think like she she her voice just ended up working really really well with Lisa. Yeah, um, which is like it felt super natural in a way that some of the other ones just didn't as much. 
So Liam, but Liam Neeson, Kate Blanchett, Betty White, Matt Damon—they can all stay. The two that need to go are Noah Cyrus and Frankie Jones. Oh my God, yeah, and like I, I feel bad because like I don't want to like rip into like young children for doing their best, but like honestly, this is and the thing is because I was reading reviews and like it seemed like all the critics were like, oh, like Noah Cyrus is awful, Frankie Jones is way better. I feel like that's actually not true. I feel they're watching both, Frankie yeah. Jones. Frankie Jones is not that good. It's just in comparison, when Noah Cyrus comes on, that you realize he's the best of two evils. But they're more both, than anything yeah. else, yeah. They're both not that good, and yeah, it's just ah, oh, some of the and one one thing I because I know it's it's like it's a hard job. I'll admit, whoever ends up getting the script and has to like translate Japanese into English. That's a that's a rough job for movies, especially if you're in a company like Disney, where you have to try to change, say, like cultural things in a way that like a very large audience who may not have any exposure to another culture at all will understand. But like, there are moments in that movie that are just kind of like when Limponio like makes the ship bigger. Yeah. So scares this moment. I don't know what he's supposed to say in Japanese, but in the dub, like it translates to Frankie Jones goes like. Mm, thank you and it's like the most awkward like just like you can tell it's not at all what he was supposed to be saying in that line but like that's what they went with for the english translation and it's just so awkward and awful yeah i remember it every time because it's just it's just so jarring there's some weird weird stuff with that translation but it if we were to keep everyone else and just recast our two leads who would you recast them with child actors I have no idea, like, which child actors are even a thing right now. Do you? See, the only one I know and what made me think of this is I'm sitting here watching and the entire time I'm thinking, this would have been so much better if Zach Callison was in this. Uh, ooh, that would have been such a different... But I just so- like Zach Callison. I like Zach Callison, too. I think Zach Callison, he... Because his voice has changed a lot too since he's gone through puberty and i feel like his voice is so high now when he does like say steven that i like don't know if that would i don't know i honestly think maybe a child actor shouldn't do it maybe they should just have an open casting call for like any kid and see which one who may or may not have a ton of experience but just fits really well and is really good at taking direction to have the role versus just like who is another really popular child actor we can stuff in here for like promotional merit. But but the thing with Callison is, yeah, he's most famous for Steven. Watch Sophia the First. His work on that for like a younger child, he's really good. No, I think I mean I think he's very good as a voice actor. I just like at the point he is in his life. Are you saying like if they cast him when he was younger? Oh, I mean, oh, they yeah. cast him in two thousand eight. I don't even think he was an actor yet, but. See, that's the thing, too, is this came out almost yeah. a decade ago now. That's, oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, I, If they cast him then, I think maybe it would have worked. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there are a lot of options. This is what we got, though. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I think we this is what we done have. Better. What do you think would have been good for Ponyo, then? Uh, I Then? Oh, dear. Um. Mm. who was acting in 2008 (laughs) i have no idea either what was happening in the world who was a thing it was a young thing yeah um, i don't know i would even open it up a little bit older because i just don't know i only know zach callison because he's everywhere and he won an emmy i think for prince james and sophia Uh, oh as far as yeah zach callison's awesome 
as far as I mean, was Ariel Winter younger back then? Uh, probably. The I don't know. The modern family girl, she would have been have, like 14-ish. Yeah. How old is Ariel Winter? It's a great question that we're going to answer live on the Overly Animated Podcast. Are we? All right. We are because I want to do the math now. Because all right, Ariel Winter, uh, I don't care what dress she wore to an event. That's, that's quite all right, Google. Okay, she's 18 now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, in 2008, she would have been 11. She started acting in 2004. Yeah, she would have been fine. She would have been fine. That would have been a little more tolerable, I think. I mean, it's just... I don't know. It's probably more the direction than anything, but also just like they, you know, they're not super experienced with voice acting. They're... The reason they were cast is very likely because of their namesake and their connection yeah. to their famous siblings more than anything else. And like, it's like I'm a little a Cyrus, I'm a little Jonas. Like, I'm sure like their family saw that was a super cute idea, but oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure they also get a lot of backlash from this now uh, that they're older, and I like feel bad oh, about like I'm continuing now. that to their adult lifetimes, but... I'm curious if their acting careers came to a halt after this happened. Oh, I'm, I'm curious. I, I, don't, I doubt that. I don't know. The last movie that... Uh, okay, so here's the entire filmography of Noah Cyrus. Oh all of God. her movie roles. <laughs> Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds concert as herself. Mostly okay. Ghostly as a trick-or-treater. Ponyo. There we go. And then Hannah Montana the movie. And that was her last movie role. Maybe she decided the showbiz just wasn't for her. Apparently she became... No, her entire discography is one song. That's the Ponyo theme song. And we know how that turned out. <laughs> oh, no. How, how did Frankie do after this movie? I, I feel bad for these kids. Yet at the I same do, too. Time, I, I, feel, I feel bad. They weren't that awful. It's just like... It just could have been better, and we both know it, and that's the frustrating thing. Yep. It's not, like, their fault, like, that they got cast. Like, they're probably ecstatic, and they did their best. It's just, like, Disney, I think, made this decision for the wrong reasons in terms of quality. They made the right decisions in terms of, like, money. He he made it all the way to Spooky Buddies. He was in the wonderful movie Spooky Buddies. Never heard of him. It, you remember Air Bud? Yeah. Remember yes. how they made a bunch of unneeded sequels to Air Bud? Yeah. They made a spin-off franchise that was unneeded about Air Bud's pups. And there's like a Halloween one called And then they made Buddies. like five or six of them. It started wow. Air Buddies and then it became its own franchise. So yeah. I remember Air Buddies being a thing, but it kept going. Wow. It's like the Land Before Time movies. You like you like vaguely know that they just kept going for a long time, but you like have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you don't know that there's fifth Coming up next on the movie discussion, Land Before no, Time 15. No, 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 never. I'll never. Absolutely not. What if we do <laughs> we'll 1 through 14 first? No! And then... No way. I'll do the first one. That's it. You'll do. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Land Before Time 2 is good. No, okay. Yes, it is. With the little baby the... T-Rex or whatever. Oh, I don't remember it, actually. Uh, okay, but I doubt it's as good as this is the first one. This well, is not... a tangent. Yeah, but Steven Spielberg worked on the first. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you're he right, did. Tangent. He worked on like everything in like the 80s and 90s. If you had a childhood, uh, Steven yeah. Spielberg was a part of it. Yeah, he was, for better or worse. <laughs> so this ends the voice cast segment of our yes. Ponyo discussion. Our Very next topic, our next hot topic for this roundtable is the comparisons to Little Mermaid. 
Right. Hooray. I mean, it's so it's such a different movie. Like, yes. what is there to say? I mean, I don't even know if I could like rank one better than the other because they're just yeah doing such different things. It's like Ponyo's five, Ariel's sixteen. She's sixteen. Oh yeah, she has that line. I'm 16. I'm not a child anymore. Okay, that makes the whole movie a little bit weirder now that I think. I know, I know. When you think about like modern perspectives of like when people should be like hooking up for life, but like I remember when I was like really young and I thought 16 was like super old. So, but also granted, you know, Atlantean law. Who knows? But um, (laughs) yeah, mermaid marriage could be way younger. Mermaid marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag mermaid marriage, please, please, please. Please, please, please. So, um, yeah, this they're both based on the same story, right? The story of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I, it's an old fairy tale, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Hans I can't remember. Christian Anderson story. Is. Yes. Yay. So, which is the <laughs> better? Which is the better? Hans, uh, Hans Christian Anderson. Is it Hans or Hans? Oh God. Well, Hans is a very American way of saying it. It's probably like Hans or something. Which is the better Hans Christian Anderson adaptation? Frozen or Ponyo? Frozen. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> It's probably not Ponyo because I mean, I think The Little Mermaid was closer, but they both kind of got away from the actual state. Although um, Ponyo actually, when her parents were like, "We really gonna do this like arbitrary test to prove Sosuke's love to our daughter," and they said that the stakes were like if he he didn't say he loved her, that she turned to see him, and that actually is like the canon ending. Yeah, Little Mermaid, and she does die. So Disney well, kind of forgot about that for the sake of people's hearts, I guess. Eh, I wouldn't want Ariel turning to see film. It would have been a great story. Don't sell your voice for a man you've never met and turn to see foam. Yeah, I mean, it's not like she'd been exposed a lot to like the world. So like, I can see her being that naive. I mean, she really only had like her family kingdom yeah. and like specific parts of the ocean she'd visit and she spent all her time collecting human garbage so i mean like her life wasn't that exciting yeah the so thing i, I could see her wanting to the thing i liked about ponyo and i think i'm, I'm gonna use that word problematic um the thing oh i like God. about ponyo is in little mermaid ariel saves eric and then falls in love with him mm-hmm. ponyo sosuke saves her cares for her Treats her well, keeps her safe, and she falls in love with him. Or not falls in love with him, but because, you know, five and in love versus love and all that jazz. Point is, Sosuke actually is kind. She has reasons to have feelings for him other than, cute guy, wow. Mm -hmm. So I feel like like the relationship in Ponyo between Ponyo and Sosuke is more founded, or more grounded rather. There's more base for it. Like, it makes sense. You say sense. it's more realistic. Yes. Eric I can't and believe Ariel. I'm saying that Ponyo is more <laughs> realistic than anything. But yes, it's more <laughs> realistic. I agree. I think they definitely have more of an actual relationship in any sense of that word than Ariel and Eric. Just because they barely spend any time together. When they do, like, she can't talk to him most of the time. So it's, like, not really... They know each other for, what, three days, right? That's, like, the timeline in The Little Mermaid. Like, she has, like, three days yeah. to get him to fall in love with her, and then yeah, that's, like, but, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sebastian. Yeah, Ponyo might know Sosuke maybe, like, three days, but, like, she spends, like, most of the movie with him, and they do everything from, like, the super crazy to the super mundane, like, having uh, 
dinner. So. All the little dinner stuff was so cute. The, all so the cute. Like, I don't think I could have sat through an entire movie of just Ponya and Sosuke being adorable little children together. But I could have sat <laughs> but, through an entire movie of Ponyo and Sosuke being adorable little children. Because it was just the most heartwarming, beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And Sosuke's like an insanely patient five-year-old. Like, yes. honestly. He's like pretty, he's really mature for being five. But I'm sorry. Would you let a five-year-old walk through a storm? Through yeah! a shortcut in Yeah, the- that was so weird. When he was in the, when he's in the kindergarten and yeah. she's like, oh, do you want me to call your mom? He's like, no, I'll just walk over. I'm like, there's a, there's like a hurricane there's outside. A, there's a typhoon happening. That's like not okay. Like he could get blown away. He almost did that one time before the mom caught him. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a little, that, again, if you like try to apply like logic, it like starts to get really frustrating as a movie, but like, yeah, <laughs> I would not have let that happen if I was that teacher. The the moment I started applying logic was when Ponyo's eating ham, and I'm like, but what would happen to the ham in the water? Yeah, right? I was wondering that, too. It was really... One of the things I really like about um, Ghibli movies is that they... They just, like, put so much detail into, like, very mundane things. Like, I remember when, like, um, Sosuke was tearing the bread off, and, like, he was, like, tugging the corner until it, like, came off. And just, like, you feel that, like, weight of, like, the bready substance. Yeah. Versus, like, when he was peeling off a piece of the ham with his mouth. I'm like, that's just, like, those details make it so much more lifelike, and I love that. Yeah, it was, it, it felt... I can't believe we're saying it again. It felt realistic. Which yeah. We need to stop using this word. <laughs> no, we can use it. I think it's fine. We we know what we mean by that. We, we hopefully know. the listeners do too. Uh, hopefully the listeners don't. I feel like Dylan is off on vacation and he comes back and he hears about how horribly we ran things. And he's like, great. I can't leave anymore. Like, I feel no. like that's how this works. Like we're the substitute teachers. And, that's not true. And we, <laughs> we just, just picked. We just pick the things that other people might not be interested in, but that could be to their own detriment, you know. We're getting you know. to really serious discussions here. This is a good ep- this is a surprisingly good podcast. Um I want to talk about two main story things. One is the mom okay. stuff, and the other one's the ponyo stuff. And there's a really um, unexpected scene I want to talk about with the ponyo stuff. But first, let's talk about the mom. Let's talk about Lisa. What a great character. Oh my god, I love Lisa. I mean, like, I think like all the moms and all these movies are so good, but like Lisa, maybe part of the reason Lisa stands out is because she's like the most dynamic of anyone, including Ponyo, in a way. But, but Ponyo changes species. True, What's but like, more dynamic still, mom is just like she's consistently fun and she's like realistically flawed and like she's a good mom but she's not perfect and she's like kind of a reckless driver like there are all these things you can talk about with the mom yeah honest the vibe i got immediately was uh nani and lilo oh yeah like that's sisters not mom and son but i still i got that same kind of vibe like the flawed but still yeah like trying to be responsible but like still gets like frustrated by the other one and like it's just realism together yeah exactly i think that's what people identify with her because like they they understand and have sympathy for her situation and root for her trying to like do the best she can do the scene where she's upset with uh her husband is just <laughs> that's one of the most heart-wrenching scenes i have seen in any animated movie she tries to open the beer and it gets like it goes everywhere and she's like fine we'll just like talk about the here. beer in a g-rated movie for like no, a I hot sec I, it, you know it 
it's probably just not as big a deal in Japan. Yeah, that's the thing that that's the weird thing that started happening with this movie is stuff that's totally fine in Japan, and then you come over to America, and I'm like, really? They? I'm, it's not that I'm surprised it's in the movie. It, I'm surprised they didn't do something to edit it out or edit the rating or something. You know? I mean, it. It, it didn't. It they just didn't. looks. If it wasn't for the froth, you probably couldn't tell a yeah. lot that it's beer, and they're they probably baking on there. I don't think kids would really notice that, honestly. So they're like, "Eh, it's okay." The other scene, the the whole milk discussion with Ponyo and the baby. I, loved that. I was so I happy. I thought that it was, was so pure movie. and so sweet, and it made it. It was a good scene. Yeah, it's good. I'm just surprised that it was a let it pass. Random. I mean, that whole like with the. The baby looking all angry and just like her, like yeah, I don't know why that was in the movie again. Like what? It felt like just killing time, but like yeah, I don't know. There's so there's so many there's so much controversy still around like you know like public breastfeeding and just like breastfeeding being a thing, even though it's like totally normal. And so I liked the fact that they actually took time to talk about it and hopefully normalize it a little more for families or at least yeah. children. Because there's nothing wrong with it. It happens every day. It's exactly. Like, it's like, get over it. It's fine. Exactly. And, yeah. And like, it's so serious. It's like, yeah, my mom made milk for me. It's just like, it's like, good job. I'm and glad I'm, we have an, a reasonable discussion about this where it's not crazy or weird. And, but it's like, as we're sitting on two floating boats in the middle of a tsunami. <laughs> it's Again, if you apply too much logic, yeah, it starts to be like, why are we doing this right now? I mean, I, I really, I liked it. I thought it was a really good scene. But again, I was shocked Disney <laughs> yeah. let it pass like that, just because knowing mm-hmm. Disney and Disney usually tries to play it cool, even though some people think they don't. Disney really does stay on the safe side most times. Oh, absolutely. And and the amount that this was marketed. I mean, stuff like uh, Spirited Away didn't have that big a theatrical opening. Ponyo had a huge theatrical it, opening. It really did. It, didn't it gross the most out of any of Ghibli's movies? <sighs> I want to th- I, um, at least in America, yeah, I, I definitely. I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it was on Disney. They were talking about it on Disney Channel every single day. Like, they were marketing the heck out of this movie. And the fact that they kept that in this G-rated movie I thought was interesting. Because you know they had to face some – there had to be some some stuff brought up, even if it wasn't, like, a lot of controversy. I'm sure someone said something. But the fact yeah, that Disney stuck that to I their guns. Yeah, it's a good scene. So, yeah. so whose story to you is the most compelling? Ponyo's story to become a human or Lisa's story of just living? <laughs> and she's so chill, though, with just, she's, you were goldfish, yeah. now you're a Yeah, cool. right? She's Come like, oh, in. okay. And, like, everything surrounding them, I'm just, like, way too chill about. I mean, like, she's not, like, too chill, but she's, like, really surprisingly chill about the whole thing. She's, like, she never, like, has that moment. She's, like, I should call Ponyo's mom and see, like, what's, like, up. And she if she wants her kid back, she's, like, oh. You can stay here. Like, I won't ask any questions. Sosuke, just look after her when she wakes up. Like, peace. I'm going to go help the old people. Like, she doesn't ask any questions about Ponyo's origin. However, you know, but she saw Ponyo as a goldfish. So. Yeah, but, like, I don't know if she put two into it. Like, like, Sosuke didn't recognize Ponyo at first as a human either. So maybe she just literally thought that fish was not also Ponyo. Until, like, Ponyo's mom had a, like, long conversation with her about it. Like, yeah, that's my daughter. It's hard to she see. was a fish. Yeah. No, right? Like, what the heck? I love it. This is Ponyo. I used to be a fish. <laughs> that that might be one of my favorite conversations ever. But she's just, like, so proud of the fact. She's like, I was a fish. Ponyo's proud of everything. I, I, I do honestly, like, 
we were saying like po- like um, Sosuke is like very mature for a five year old, but Ponyo feels like a really like normal little five year old girl, like super yeah. energetic, super like just jumping around, like getting into everything, just like excited about everything, falling asleep all the time. For the second Frozen reference of the podcast, the sky's awake, so I'm awake. Yeah. Hmm. So I do. I, mean, I do really like Ponyo, and again, like if you if you go back and watch Ponyo with the like Japanese voices, I think she's even more exciting and less like grating to listen to. <laughs> but I really liked her. But like, yeah, I think maybe I'm more interested in the mom in general, just because she has more stakes and maybe stronger dynamics right. than Ponyo. Is that how you feel? Um. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The mom, at least, just feels more dynamic. She she feels more like a Ghibli character. I mean, mm-hmm. they they both feel like Ghibli characters. Uh, Lisa feels more like my personal favorite kind of Ghibli character, mm-hmm. which is that only yesterday wind rises, more sophisticated, not more sophisticated. Yeah, I'd say more sophisticated. That kind of just more like, calm yeah. Ghibli style. Uh, while Ponyo is like he's delivery service, spirited away, that very energetic young girl kind of thing. Mm. And I feel That's like, like weird it. They're, they're the two sides of Ghibli characters, but Ponyo's not the best done of that kind, while Lisa's really high up there. Again, I think it has that has to do with just like your priorities for this movie. If you're looking for like engaging, like interesting characters, I feel like Lisa's definitely gonna be more your speed, but like if you're a five year old, I feel like you'd identify way more with Ponyo than you with the mom. So I think it has to do with like perspective more than anything. I don't think she's a bad little girl character. I think no. as for a five year old, she shouldn't be that complex. You know, I think Sosuke's kind of maybe too complex for a five year old, but like I don't mind that either. Like I love Sosuke. But so, yeah. So, final question What do you think of the Ponyo theme song? Okay, the one play during the end credits. So, okay. The one I found online actually had the um, non-English. So I really liked that. I thought it was super cute. But I've heard that the English one is like a weird remix and it's awful. Is that what happened it's, when you listen to it? It's literally the worst thing I've Ew, ever heard. What does heard. it sound like? <laughs> ponyo, ponyo, tiny fishy in the sea. Ponyo, ponyo, something, something. Magic, I don't know. Something like that. It, it's it's liter- like weird and remixed at the end, right? That's what all the maybe, reviews kept saying. Maybe, but it's Noah Cyrus and Frankie Jonas singing. Oh, God! They sing it? Yes. Oh, my God. So imagine That's Ponyo too bad. just screaming <laughs> Ponyo at you, and it's... Oh, my it's God. About, it's about what it's like, Michelle. Wow. It's, it's Good not job for you to listening to that so that I didn't have to talk about You're it. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I so appreciate that. that. So that little tidbit concludes our discussion on Ponyo. All in all, not as bad as we thought. Yeah, really. Uh, not it's an not awful movie. movie. Definitely. Um, Just don't go into it expecting, like, Princess Mononoke or anything, and you'll be way better off. Go in into it expecting 2008 highly marketed Disney, and you'll be fine. Yeah, because honestly, it, like... Disney did their best to make it Disneyified, but it's still a Ghibli film at heart. Oh, and definitely. That's, that's still heads and shoulders above a lot of other movies. So, like, it's not it's not awful at all. Right. It's just, yeah, it's it's he made it for five year old children, and that's and what you need to keep in mind when you're watching it and coming up with all these plot related like things you you were so confused about and like the pacing and such. That's not the point. 
supposed to be magical. If you're like five and like your perception of how logic works when you're five and what an adventure should be like when you're five and what like a storybook fantasy should be like, it's all that. So if you like that, you'll like Ponyo. I do like that. And so I did at least partially like Ponyo. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, if you like us, if you like our other podcasts, feel free to support us. Um, iTunes reviews are one of our favorites. You can go to iTunes, uh, preferably on the main or really animated feed where you'll find this podcast. We also have specific show feeds, but preferably on our main feed. Leave us, leave us an iTunes review. Uh, we love getting those. We love reading those. They make my day, especially when people say I'm their favorite, which has happened multiple times. It has? Oh, my God. At least once, if not twice, on iTunes. It's It makes me happy. So, make us happy. Leave iTunes reviews. They really do help out, guys. They really, really do. Um, if you feel like financially supporting us, you can go to patreon.com slash overlyanimated, support this ad-free podcast. You get all kinds of cool bonuses. You get a uh, patron-exclusive mm-hmm. nickname. You get your name and nickname read on every podcast. Uh, there's exclusive live streams. There's a Facebook group. All kinds of cool stuff. Get the full list of rewards at patreon.com slash animated. But for now, thanks to our current patrons, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine, Taylor, Devon, Jade, John, Phonician, Victoria, and Katrin, a.k.a. Fever Mitch, Cordell University, Beatrix Strange, Nathan Fillion, Buzz Lightyear, Mailman, Rachel Rose, Johnny Bravo, Brian, Cookie Cat, Needle, Diamond Day, Jewel, Garfield, Fusion, Skylark, and Patron Katrin. Think I got them all. Yeah, you did. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, coming up, uh, we're going to have a Steam Universe roundtable. I'm presuming this is going up Tuesday again, which means means there's a Steam Universe roundtable coming up soon. Um, I think y'all already recorded that one, right? Yeah, we did. Oh, we're we're so ahead. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Stars on hiatus, I believe. Uh, There's be Powerpuff Girls at some point. Probably some more Ladybug news eventually. Uh, Till then, guys. Stay tuned. We should be back with another movie next week. Michelle, any thoughts on movies? Oh, oh I want to do Cat Returns. I think that would actually be really fun. I will see if there's a list seen... on that. I've not. Oh, you should watch Whisper of the Heart first then, because it's kind of like, it's kind of related to Whisper of the Heart. I will see if there's a sign-up sheet for Whisper of the Heart. If not, they we'll actually, be back with They that. actually did Whisper of the Heart. Dylan did it solo, but nobody's done Cat Returns, I'm pretty sure. You should just watch it because it's good and it's relevant and, to Cat Returns. And then do Cat Returns. Yes, yes. All right. I, we will look into that. We will we'll be back. That. Maybe that. Maybe a non-Ghibli Pixar movie as Dylan has been highly pushing us to do. <laughs> do you have one of those, Michelle? Probably. I mean, we we could do Box Trolls. We've been saying finally. we're going to do Box Trolls. Oh my God. You're going to yeah, you're gonna have to be the one hyped about that movie because right. it's going to be hard for me to It's got Simon Pegg. It. I'll be hype. All right. Thank you, <laughs> okay. guys so much for listening. We'll see you all Mm -hmm. next time. Bye. Bye.